Hey, this is Kevin Weatherby at Save the Cowboy. I want you to tow that stirrup, throw a leg over the candle, take a deep seat, and pull your hat down tight. I ain't gonna tolerate no whining or griping, so let's all strike a long trot down that narrow trail and learn how to ride with God. Come on! What you waiting on? Let's go. All right, let's go. Let's go. So last week, I in, we're, we're, we're in the deal called the Cowboys Charge. And actually, I didn't put it in there. Usually, I'm really good about, about summarizing something. And for some reason, I didn't. But Ty read it this morning. That, that's exactly what he talked about was, was 2 Timothy 4.2 was the Cowboys Charge of preach the word and rebuke and correct with great patience and, you know, all of that stuff. So that, that's what we're talking about. But last week I left you with a story of how Sarah, who is our, our admin, and she basically runs the whole thing, but we give her, we try to keep her humble by calling her admin instead of boss. And um, anyway, she got to go on this wild cow gathering with everybody. And so now she's been riding her whole life. She's a great rider, but you know, kind of big ranch cowboy stuff she had never done. So anyway, I called her and I was like, hey, you want to go on a wild cow gathering, roping? She's like, yeah. She got this Texas accent, yeah. And so I was like, okay, let's go. So she come over to the house and she rode with me and my wife. And we went out there and it was Ty and Mitch and Brett and Jace and all this stuff. And uh, so some of the guys went this way and, and some of the guys went this way. And I think Sarah was on the side with, uh, with Ty. And I knew driving out there that she was kind of nervous. Anybody's nervous whenever you're doing something for the very first time, you don't know what to expect. You know, you're, you're worried about messing up and all of this stuff. So anyway, Sarah's pretty nervous and she rides out there and she's on the same side as Ty. And, and they had already spotted the cow. The cow was down by a, a, a dirt tank pond for y'all Yankees. And, um, anyway, so before everything started, Ty rode up to Sarah and he said, Hey, it's probably fixing to get pretty wild and really fast. Are you okay with, you know, running across the pasture? And she goes, Oh yeah. He goes, okay. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm not trying to assume anything on, on, on one side or the other, but I just want you to know that if you're not comfortable me or somebody else will stay with you. And immediately she said that all of her fears and and worried about messing up and this and that just instantly vanished. I mean, they were out there to do a job, but Ty was willing to take one of the guys away from that job or even he himself away from that job to stay with her and make sure she was comfortable. Well, she was good. And she goes, no, I, I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be just fine. So he said, okay, well, just stay safe. That's, you know, we want to get the job done, but stay safe. And so anyway, after it was over, uh, when we got in the truck to leave, she's like, okay, I'm ready to go do it again. I'm ready to go do it again. She even knew, I mean, we, we, we talked about how uh, some different things that she's like, okay, now that I've been there and I see how y'all do it. I can see now how next time I can go out there and, and, I, and I can help in different ways. You know, I think that's the way God does it for us too. You know, he, he kind of rides up next to us and he says, can you do this? He didn't say, do you want me to do it for you? 
He says, hey, it's probably fixing to get a little bit wild and woolly, and it's probably going to get fast. Are you going to be okay with going this fast? And if you're not, then somebody will stick right there with you. You know, God's not going to do it for you. We talked about the cowboy charge last week about, about all of this stuff, about rebuking and correcting and, and, and all of this stuff. And, and, it, and it was really about what we do for others. But what do we do? How, how, how do we handle ourselves? And God tells us, you know, he's, he's not going to do your job for you, but he's not going to run off and leave you. You know, whenever we were leaving, I, I, I told Sarah, I said, well, here's some tips. Now that you've experienced it, here's some tips for the next time you go with us. I said, you know, if you're not going to be the one roping, one of the things that you can do is, is try to keep the cow away from in an easier spot to rope because luckily there was a wide open space, but there was trees and there was fences. I said, if you're not going to be doing the rope, you can get out there in front and keep the cow in an easier to rope area. And I said, the second thing you can do is, uh, you know, cause the first cowboy that went and, and tried to rope it, uh, missed. And a lot of times you can really just take the wind out of those, uh, steers or heifers or yearlings or cows or bulls or whatever by just keeping them moving. Well, you know, after you rope, a lot of times you'll kind of slow up to give somebody else a chance. And whenever you slow up, the cow kind of slows up and kind of catches a second wind. So I told her, I said, you know, if somebody misses, you just keep that thing moving in a, in a circle or whatever it takes out in the open where the next guy can come up and rope. The third thing that you can do is learn to do the groundwork. Because, I mean, you know, if two or three guys rope this thing, somebody's got to get up and get off and do the groundwork. And groundwork is not easy. Uh, once you do groundwork for a little while, it's really a great incentive to learn how to rope. Because when you rope, you generally don't have to do the groundwork. So, and if you're interested in that, you should really check out our cowboy crew that we're, we'll have on weeks whenever it warms up. And then the third, the fourth thing that I told her is I said, you know, and if all else, if the, if the cow goes over a fence, I mean, you you don't just pull up and go, oh, darn, they got away and ride back to the truck. You know, you got to find a gate. And I said, you can do things like open and close the gates where those guys can go do everything. You know, anytime you're new at something, anytime you're new at something, it's always helpful to have a few guidelines to go by so that you can get the job done, so that you can get the job done. Here are four guidelines if, and it doesn't really matter if if you're an old hand at Christianity or a new hand at Christianity, here's four guidelines that you can use every single day to make you better at doing what God has called you to do, okay? Guaranteed. I didn't say these were easy guidelines, These are not pills that you take that will make everything easy. God is still going to tell you, hey, you have to do these things, but I'll be there with you while you do them. I'm not going to run off and leave you, but these things are your responsibility. The first one, the very first one, is to learn to keep your head in all situations. Keep your head in all situations. 
There, there's a deal that, that I just absolutely love. It is the first thing that I think of when I think about keeping our head in every situation is, I can't remember the guy's name, but he, it's called the four agreements. And, and I, I just love them as a guideline on remembering how to keep my head in all situations. And these four agreements are as follows. If you want to be able to keep your head in all situations, and I know I'm the only one that stinks at this. No, nobody else loses their cool and, you know, froths off at the mouth and gets a case of instant rabies and starts biting people. And, you know, I, I know I'm the only one that does it, but just in case y'all ever do that, you might remember these few things. Be impeccable with your word. In other words, if you say you're going to do something, do it. If you say you are something, be it. Be impeccable with your word. You know, if you really did everything that you said you would do, you would quit saying you would do as much as you say you would do. You know, I mean, you would think twice before you just mouthed off all of a sudden. If you want to learn to keep your head in all situations, be impeccable with your word. The second thing is probably the most difficult for me personally. We talked about it on our long extranch conference call last night. Don't take anything personal. Don't take anything personal. Man, when, when, when we take things personal, it, it's kind of like those, those hangnails that you get on your, on your thumb. You know, it doesn't matter what you do. You hit that thing on everything as you walk by and it just... It's not that big of a deal, but it just, it hurts, right? You can't stick your finger in your pocket or your hand in your pocket or nothing like that. Our pride is like a raw nerve that is sticking out there just waiting for somebody to flick. You know, it, it's kind of on our shoulder and we walk by just waiting for somebody to brush up against it so we can take offense at something. Don't take anything personal. There is a remarkable freedom even when somebody means it personal, that is more of, a, of an indication of who they are than who you are. If you want to learn to keep your head in all situations, be impeccable with your word. But number two, man, don't take anything personal. Now, I've got some bad news with that. That's the good news. Here's the bad news. If you want to learn not to take stuff personal, you've got to practice not taking stuff personal. So that means that every time you start taking something personal, you don't have to practice. You don't get, you, you don't get better at something by saying at, at a church service or, or, you know, ministry or whatever we're doing here. Yeah. I, yeah. That's what I'm, I'm not going to ever take anything apart. You get to practice. Okay. You got to practice. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personal. If you want to keep your head in all situations, do not make assumptions. Do not make assumptions. You know what it means to assume, right? It makes what? A butt out of you and me? Do not batoom anything. <laughs> Do not batoom anything. That was my politically correct version. <laughs> kind of proud of that. The right side's the only one that got it. I said y'all were smart. Take that back. Allegedly. <laughs> Do not batoom anything. Okay? And most of everything that we do is based on an assumption. We assume somebody should, 
should act like this or we did this so somebody else should act like that. Man, throw all that out the window. If you want to keep your head in all situations, you got to be impeccable with your word. Don't take nothing personal and don't make batumptions. And the fourth thing, do your best. Do not confuse do your best with do it perfect. Do your best. Do your best. Not best compared to the way I would do it. Not best compared to the way Ty would do it. Not best compared to the way Gary would do it or Jack would do it or Caleb would do it. Do what is best. Do your best. And who cares if it's not good? We're all beginners until we become masters at something. You can't be a master without being a beginner. And if you're a beginner, you're not going to get everything right. And that's fine. That's how you learn. It's not about getting it right every time. It's about doing your best. If you want to keep your head in all situations, be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always... Do your best. The second thing, if you want to uh, have a guideline to getting things done or mastering the art of anything, in addition to keeping your head in all situations, you got to learn a military term. I think it's the Marines, honestly. I think it's the Marines. Embrace the suck. You got to learn to embrace the suck. If you're if you're if you're going to be good at anything, if you're new, uh, if you want to get a job done, if you want to do this charge that God has called you to do, guess what, man? You're going to have to learn to embrace the suck. Listen, princess, it isn't all going to be smooth rides and affectionate nuzzles from your Craigslist Appaloosa rescue horse. Okay. Sorry. It's just not going to happen, okay? Listen, a lot of times, it doesn't matter if you're doing all right, all wrong, man. Life is a series of just ups and downs. It really is. And, you know, we, we all want the ups, but at the same time, man, it, you, you got to learn to endure the hardships. You got to learn to embrace the suck, okay? Now, it, it's not always... And a lot of times, whenever it does stink, whenever you are going through these hard times, man, sometimes, sometimes it's your fault. And you ain't got nobody to blame but yourself. But sometimes it's not your fault. So how do we handle it? Was it your fault? If yes, then suck it up and quit complaining. Learn from it. You know, I always say that learning from your own mistakes is fine. Learning from somebody else's mistakes is much better. And, you know, me and Ty, you know, we stand up here every single week and we tell y'all everything that we do wrong. Why are y'all not learning from that? Because later somebody come up and they're like, you know what I did? I did the exact same thing. Well, you're dumb because I told you not to do that. Okay, L- learn from our mistakes. Okay. But if, but if you're going through a hard time, you need to ask yourself seriously, man, did I create this problem? And you, you, you want a little like hack in there? You want to know how to know if it's your problem or not? 
Were you impeccable with your word? Did you take something personal? Did you make an assumption? Did you do your best? You can usually answer those questions in the negative and it'll usually be your fault, no matter what. But if it is your fault, man, just just drop your head and just get through it, okay? Because what a lot of people do is, is when they get up to those hard situations, they run away from the hard situation and then they wonder why they come back to it all the time because it's never going anywhere. But you can't go forward without getting through that. What did Winston Churchill say? If you're going through hell, what? Keep on going, right? Keep on going. What if it's not your fault though? Because a lot of times the, the, the stuff that we go through, it, it's, it's beyond our control. It, it's, it, we didn't cause it. Same thing. Keep going. Just, just keep going. It, you know, one of the devil's favorite Lies is to try to convince you that the present is permanent, especially when you're going through hard times. That it will never be different than it is right now. And that is a lie. It doesn't matter if you're going through a hard time right now. It doesn't matter. Maybe things are as as good as they've ever been. It's not always going to be that way. It's not always going to be that way. Anytime you're new at something, you need a few guidelines to go by to get the job done. Keep your head in all situations. Embrace the suck. And number three, be a champion. Be a champion. Stand for something noble. You notice I said stand for. One of the things I hate about this country right now is people think that it's a noble cause to necessarily stand against something. Anybody can stand against something, but instead of standing against something, stand for something. Stand for something. Look deep inside your heart and say, what do I believe? Not on what's best for me, but what does God say? What does my conscience tell me? And I'm not going to stand against the opposite of these things. I'm going to stand for these good qualities and these good virtues. If you want to be a champion, you have to stand for something, not stand against it. Not stand against it. Stand for something. Be, if you want to be a champion, be a part of something bigger than yourself. Be a part of something that is much bigger than yourself. Because when, when, when our whole uh, essence is tied up in success... That, that, that's a success for us. It, it, it's like the carrot in front of the donkey. It, it's always just out of reach because there's always going to be somebody more successful. But when you put your worth in something that is bigger than you and yourself, where you can play a part in a bigger picture, man, it's amazing what it will do for your, for your insides, for your guts, for your heart, for your mind. You want to be a champion, you got to stand for something. Stand for something. You got to be a part of something bigger than yourself and have the courage to stand up and stand out. Listen, man, if you're going to be a champion, you're going to have to stand up and stand out. And you know what that does? You know what that does? That draws a target on you. When you stand up and when you stand out, 
When you are a champion, everybody will be gunning for you. Are you scared? Don't be. Will it be hard? Absolutely. Embrace the suck. You know, listening here today, man, y'all are just like bone quiet right now because you know that God's talking to you right now and you know that that's the truth. You know that you were born to be champions. You know that you should stand up for something greater than yourself. You know that you should stand for something noble, to be a part of something bigger than yourself. You know that's what you were called to do. And you know that it will be scary, but courage, the courage to stand up and stand out cannot exist in the absence of fear. If, you, if there's no fear, there's no courage. I know that every single one of us have been afraid to stand up for something bigger than ourselves, to, to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, to, to stand up for something that's noble. Have courage. You can do it. And finally, anytime you're new at something, you need a few guidelines to go by to get things done. We've talked about keeping our head in all situations, embracing the suck, being a champion. And finally, here's the last one. Give everything you've got with what you were given. Give everything you've got with what you were given. In other words, man, we were all endowed with certain talents and gifts and, uh, and passions. Give it all away. Discharge all that you are. Man, if you are good at something, pull the trigger until there's no more bullets and then pull it three more times. That's what I mean. I have seen some people in here, and I'm not going to name them by name because I know that they don't want that type of recognition. I know some people in here, several, probably half a dozen or more, that has seriously given everything that they've got with what they were given. That doesn't mean that they have to do everything. But they were given some certain skill sets or talents or passions that they use for the benefit of somebody else. How do you know if you've given everything? I think the number one answer to that question is, are you still going after you wanted to quit? Because see, let me tell you something, man. Church people quit when things don't go their way. Church people quit when things don't go their way. Let me rephrase that. Religious people quit when things don't go their way. Followers of Christ keep going no matter what. They keep giving because they know that what they have didn't come from themselves. It came from God. Are you still going after everything you wanted? Are you still going after you wanted to quit? Listen, discipline Trump's motivation every single time. Well, you know, I just didn't really feel like doing that this week. Well, tough. Discipline Trump's motivation every time. If you wait to be motivated, you know what that old devil can do? That devil can come in and steal your motivation every time, but he can't steal your discipline. He can't steal your discipline. Discipline Trump's motivation every single time. Give everything you've got with what you were given. Give what you're good at in public and, what, and, and work on what you're not good at in private. Man, all of us, seriously, man, I know nearly every single person sitting in here today. 
and I can see the gifts that each of you have. You were all good at something. Come up to me afterwards. I'll, 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 I bet I can get real close to what you're good at. Are you using that? See, a lot of people don't use what they're good at because it doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal. It doesn't feel like it's that big of a deal. But it's a big deal to God when you use what you're good at. Most people only concern themselves with what they're not good at. And, you know, that, that's okay. We, we, we do need to grow in those areas. But give what you're good at in public and work on what you're not good at in private. And finally, like I've already said, when you give everything you've got with what you were given, that means to pull the trigger until you run out of bullets and pull it three more times. Each and every one of us are capable of more than what we've done. Each and every one of us are capable of more than what we're doing. That's not a guilt trip. That's the truth. Because you know what God said, or God said to me one time, you'll never grow by doing more, but you'll only grow by doing what I've already asked you to do better. What does God ask you to do? What's the charge that he's given you? What is the charge that he's given you? Whatever that is, he tells us to keep our head in all situations, embrace the suck, be a champion, and give everything you've got with what you were given. I didn't come up with these things, though. God did. In 2 Timothy 4, verse 5, let me read it to you. But you, he didn't say, but, but somebody else, not but the person sitting behind you, not the person sitting to your left or your right, but you keep your head in all situations. Endure hardship. In other words, embrace the suck. Do the work of an evangelist. In other words, be a champion of something bigger than yourself. Be a champion of something bigger than yourself. Di and discharge all the duties of your ministry. In other words, give everything you've got from what you were given. Let me read that one more time. But you, keep your head in all situations, endure hardship, do the work of an evangelist, discharge all the duties of your ministry. What are you going to do now? What are you going to do now? You're going to go back to your house after we're done here and just keep on keeping on like you've always done? Or do you want something just a little bit different? Just a tad bit different. I think I know the answer, and I think you do too. All you have to do is start going by some of these things that God has called us to do, and you will be amazed at the world of difference. I didn't say pick and choose. I said do the things that God has told us to do. Keep your head in all situations. Endure hardships. Do the work of an evangelist. And discharge all the duties of your ministry. Start doing some of those things. And may, you may not be good at them in, in the beginning, but it'll make a world of difference, not only in your life, but in the lives of those around you. Listen, before Mitch comes up here, I've been talking about this for several weeks now. And I'm only talking to a very, very select group of people. Actually, most of you here today, I don't know about watching online, but most of y'all here today, it might not even apply to you. 
But if you're going to make Save the Cowboy a regular part of your life, we're going to ask that you help us in this gathering and fill a gap. Okay? I think that there's three ways that you can fill a gap. Okay? You can fill it by recruitment. Man, go out and tell somebody. If this, if this is working in your life, don't you know somebody that it might work in their life? It takes seven times of asking somebody before they'll show up. Seven times asking somebody. So the first time they tell you no, ask them again the next time. Ask them again the next time. Ask them again the next time. Bring somebody. Uh, share something on, on social media. What, whatever it takes. Help, help us reach more people. If you want to fill a gap, one of the ways to do it is recruitment. The second way is procurement. Okay? I mean, this ministry, we, we need things in order to reach more people. I mean, we, we need things to run the ranch. We need things to, to do the work of the ministry. The, the, we've got a list of things this long, and we don't necessarily say it every day, but maybe your gift is, is finding those things. Then fill a gap with the procurement. Man, if you've got something, a skill or a talent or a piece of equipment that you can come out and do something for us to, to help. So, I mean, there, there's a hundred different things that you can do. Don't be shy, man. Step up. Recruitment. Procurement. And then the last way, man, if you're not real good on recruiting and, and you're not really good at procuring something, then, then you can do financement. See what I did there? See what I did there? Listen, we give everything away for free. We, did, we didn't have a cover charge for coming in here. We, we live broadcast. We give everything away. And just like it's typical, <laughs> we pay retail for everything and then give it away. Okay? It's just the way it is. So, you know, I, I think that one of those three ways, recruitment, procurement, or financement, pick one. Or pick all three. That would even be any better. All three. Ty likes all three.